opportunity to speak to that which looks dead. But God is saying to you, I have greater for you. Are you going to believe the word of man or are you going to stand? God is going to uncover and expose us as leaders and pastors. So the church has to be on board. Yes. I'm out for playing church, people. What's up, friends? And thank you all for tuning in tonight for another episode of Millennial Speaks. Tonight is going to be good. You know what, Betty? Yeah, it's going to be lit because I have an amazing panel of young, fly, safe millennials. I got my bro, Chris. I got my sisters, Angelica and Natasha. We about to be talking about church and culture. We about to be talking about the dynamics of church and culture and how they influence one another. I already know they're going to come with the heat and with the facts. So I hope y'all ready because we ready. So let me bring them in so we can get straight into this combo. Thank you all for joining me tonight. You all look so beautiful and handsome. Let's take this time to introduce ourselves. Natasha, you can go first. Hey, everybody. I'm Natasha. I'm originally from Southern California, but I live in Denver, Colorado. Um, by day, I'm an engineer, and I'm excited to be here with you guys. Hi, I'm Angelica from Gainesville, Florida. I am an evangelist, serial entrepreneur, uh, life and business coach, and I'm a mother, and I'm, I'm excited to be here on Millennial Speech. And Chris. Hey, everybody. What's going on? My name is Chris Robinson. I'm from Jacksonville, Florida. I'm active duty military. I'm 27 years old. Um, I'm stationed here right now at Fort Carson, Colorado, in Colorado Springs, close to my sister, Natasha. And I'm just glad to be here to be able to be an addition to this talk. So, so yeah. All right. Thank you all. Well, let's get into it. So my first question is faith and culture. Do they connect? And whoever wants to go first, just, just jump in it. Ladies first. You would say ladies first, Chris. Natasha, you want to go first? <laughs> sure, I'll hop in. Um, so, yes, I think faith and culture does connect. You know, um, God expects us to have faith, right? It's impossible to please God without faith. And then God also made culture, right? God made different ethnicities. Um, we all kind of come from a an ancestral line that has different aspects of culture. And so I do think they connect. Um, I do think it's important to realize though which one has priority and that i think is where a lot of kind of divisions come up today where it's like what card am i playing because there's a lot of identity things that we can latch onto. Um, but i think it's important to have the framework of um, faith or kind of your spirituality belief system god as the framework to see everything else um, and so i do think they absolutely connect but they go hand in hand all right that's good okay um, I just, what Natasha said, like our faith, for me, faith and culture goes hand in hand. Like if God is the framework, he created the heavens and the earth, he created where we are and I, he created culture. So he's the framework for all that we do. He's the framework for um, our existing, our being. And so I feel like that they do connect because without God, how can we know about our cultures or our, our identities or our belief systems or our values? Now, just as Natasha said, sometimes we got to figure out which one is first and god is first and should be first. right sometimes yeah and sometimes when people have that identity crisis in their belief system that's where the culture and the faith kind of becomes skewed 
But I just feel like if we know who we are and we identify with that, that faith and culture absolutely does connect. Okay. And Chris, what you think? What you over there thinking? <sighs> so let me tell y'all, this is my thing, right? You feel me? So does faith and culture go get go with each other? Um, in my opinion, I think yeah and, and no, kind of. Um, the reason why I say yeah and no, I'm pretty middle, right? Um, it's because I think that culture is something that um, it's kind of something that we as people create, right? And I think that as people, if we're not connected to God, then we can create a culture that's not conducive to God, right? And I also think that it, it can affect us in the ministry as well because um, the world is all, always changing, right? So as the world changes, the church needs to adjust. I don't want to say change, but we need to adjust so that we can capture the audience of the, of the people that's evolving in this world. Um, obviously, this is millennial speak. So, I mean, we're all in the age of considered a millennial, correct? So uh, I think that, you know what I'm saying, like, we have to be lit for God. We have to stay lit for God. So um, in that aspect, we have to know how to be able to um, effectively utilize the culture, but bring it to the point where we can connect it in the middle with the church. Because at the end of the day, God doesn't change. We change. So we need to make the culture uh, a God culture, if, if you know what I'm saying. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm with anything that God with, I'm with it. You know what I'm saying? So, I'm with yeah, it. <laughs> we can do it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> All right, all right, because you you mentioned something about we need to adjust. Not necessarily change, but we need to adjust. So that brings me to this question. How does how does culture influence the church? Are churches changing culture, or is culture changing the church? Um, so I'm going to say from a evangelist, pastor, minister standpoint, that some churches are conforming to culture to draw people when mm -hmm. we don't we don't have to. I mean, you see a lot of churches doing things um, that you know what we may consider secular or worldly to try to connect with a, a culture that is actually looking for Jesus. They're not looking for you to right. conform to them. They're looking for to conform to you. And so I think that you know it 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 is church. Some churches are changing the culture. But a lot of churches are conforming to the culture. To and, the and culture, I'm yeah. from a perspective as a preacher that, you know, I see it a lot. I see how, you know, with young people, um, you know, they'll try to have concerts and things for them to try to connect with them. When really, you don't have to connect with them. And that way you can meet where, meet them where they are. I'm a youth pastor. So with my children, I want to know what you're listening to. I'm just giving an example. So I know what music you're listening to. Come on. I know what slang you're using. So therefore, I can meet you where you are, and I still can tell you about God, give you the word, and then still bring you up from there. But I think a lot of times in, in the church, we get it wrong. We feel like we have to like be like them in order to draw them. We really just got to meet them where they are. Just get to learn their language at that moment, and then talk right. about our God language. I always say that if we don't meet like the basic need or we don't get to know where they are at that moment. And and, and, I, and I'm going to say this as a preacher again, you know, we will talk over people's head about God and we'd be like, you know what? I got to, you got to learn how to meet them where they are, learn their language, know where they are. And, and therefore you will find yourself not conforming to the cultures and the things of this world. Cause once you do that, excuse the lot of those that's trying to become a believer. They're like, well, if, if y'all know that in the church, then why would I come over there? I'm right. Like, well, I'm <laughs> so, you know, I think that, you know, like I said, some people, some churches are getting it right. But it's some churches that are conforming. But when you talk about the body as a whole, I think, um, you know, those that are that's not getting it right is the ones that are highlighted a lot. But um, right. it is some that are getting it right. 
Yeah, because like you said, I mean, if they looking at the church and the church doing the same thing as the word is like, oh, well, I'm good. They doing it. So there's no need for me to change. There's no reason for them to call me out because we all doing the same thing, you know. And, it, and that actually brought me back to um, when I was growing up in church. Um, it was. You know, they tried to make us hip. You know, they tried to keep us up to date with the stuff. So when we would do praise dances, you know, it was go do the lean with it, rock with it in the dance to make it more like acceptable for everybody. Let's make it more cool. But I think in reality, I think it kind of messed us up more than it, you know, helped us out because then we just start turning to the world. That didn't really draw us closer to God. It drew us closer to the world because now we know all these hip dances. So now let's go see what else other cool dances we can do. So that just drew us closer to the world. Right? And more more, more so a seed was planted. And that's why right. we have to be careful. Even with our youth and I and I, and I talk that from, you know, that standpoint when seeds get planted, like you know how they say when you get saved, you know, don't go back to a familiar places where you used to be because it might take Come you back on. to a moment in time and you might start reflecting. Come so on. if you bring that culture into the church, it might make somebody reflect. You're doing the lean with it, rock with it, but you don't know that there's somebody in the audience that was leaning with it and rocking with it in the club. And, and after the club, they was, you know, they was felt like you can plant a seed in someone and not know that you're doing it by trying to bring a culture in that doesn't need me to be there. I'm reminded that God is the same yesterday to, and forevermore. The same God that saved our people, you know, our Come mother, on. our father, is the same God that's sufficient for us today. And so we don't have to conform or, or, or become this culture because you could plant a seed or make somebody reminisce on a place that they used to be. Um, what's that song <laughs> when say, I'm going to take you back to your very, very first time where she had to reflect and then people started thinking about their very first time. If you yeah. are in church and you're doing certain things, or even when musicians are bringing like certain um music and sound. Music, like, you come know, on. Some people yes. in the church might not know that beat, but you're like, that's Tia. Yes. I was in the when he did that. And they might yes. be right. And you'll be done planting a seed in them. And then they go home. And what is it to sustain them if they don't have the word and they trying to go on this spiritual journey? So that's why as a church, we gotta be careful of, of trying to conform to the Yeah. Be cautious. So I'm telling you, you Play some reggae beats. I be thinking about when I was in the dark in the reggae club, like, oh my god, I was at Bob Marley. <laughs> I came here to be changed and I'm leaving the same way. You want to know why? Because you've been introduced to the past. You've been introduced to something that was familiar to you and you can't change. Right. Wow. Right. That was good. That was good, Angelica. What about you, Natasha? What are your okay. thoughts? So I agree. And I got a little nuance in there. So I, yeah, I totally agree that culture, especially with most of what Angelica said, culture definitely can tell us, tell the church if we're like connected or disconnected, right? You need to know what your right. students are listening to. Like we have to stay connected. Otherwise we're gonna be too heavenly minded to be any earthly good. <laughs> um, so I definitely agree there. And you know, and when it comes to doing certain, I guess when culture, comes inside the church, I think there's some room for some aspects, but um, I understand what you're saying. I guess like doing a dance move or not like, I guess I think there's different, like as a Christian, we're on our walk and um, 
I know certain ministries that even do things that are more of like trying to uh, bridge the gap, maybe or connect with unbelievers or kind of reach them. And so do more of those things. Right. Mm -hmm. And then there are other ministries that don't. And I guess I see value in both. I think the hope is that those people that are leaning with a rocket with it, if that they actually get connected and actually meet Jesus and then like continue this growth walk so they don't stay there. I think the issue is when everyone stays there and it's like, I got this little piece of Jesus and this is my Christianity. And now I'm like 80 years old and it's been this, this little, you know, right. So I do think, I think the heart of the matter is the same. Um, Like we all have to meet Jesus. And then from there we can actually grow. And then I think it's like, oh, I am triggered. Okay. (laughs) Now I'm not mature enough to be like, okay. And I'm mature enough not to just walk away and be like, I don't want Jesus no more. But it's like, okay, Jesus, help me figure out what's going on. Do I just need to be cautious of that? Do I need to remove myself? Is there heart stuff going on? And so I guess I don't want to like, because I think that sometimes what happens in the church, it's like the world's here and we are here. And yes, God does call us to be holy. Um, but sometimes mm-hmm. holy is real like rigid or real like we can't move. You're, did you do a shimmy? Like, uh-uh, that's from the <laughs> devil. It's like, is it though? And so I guess I think there is some some gray. I don't definitely don't have all the answers there. But my hope is that people progress. If they did get ca- you know caught on at the mega service where it just, you know, sounded great that they actually get plugged into community, right? If they were like, oh, Christian stands, that they actually went and talked to somebody and got <laughs> saved. So I guess I agree. And I'm like, you know, there's purpose in everything. And I think in all parts of the body, but the hope is that people are moving and growing. Yes. And, and we have a valid point. Go ahead. Go ahead. Is that like, if they introduce those things, have the follow through. Because what happens is sometimes church will introduce it but it's no follow through. So that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, listen, I do my little Caribbean dances too. My little Afro beat dances, you you know, stuff like that. But make sure it's some follow through that, yeah, mm-hmm. we're holy. Holiness is still right. But you know you what? I can do fun. my shimmy. I can, I can still have fun. I can still sprinkle my anointing on that. And still on. Make it mine. So that's what I'm saying. Just making sure it's a follow through. Because like growing up when I was in church, and I know this is going to be a question later on. Listen, I didn't want to be saved because some people didn't move. They say, oh, him knows that they got the washboards and you be like, and they got on long skirts with dollies and long sleeve shirts and new balances, baby. I, You know what? Um, never mind. But you know, when I came into myself, you know, you just got to connect. Because, like, even with dressing, like, I didn't think you, I couldn't, like, if, if anybody follows me, like, I dress edgy. I dress, you know, I dress different Blind. ways, but at the core. Come on. At the core, at the core of me, this is what we should see, Jesus. That's what I'm saying. So yes. everything that we do, mm-hmm. make sure that they see, see Jesus. Jesus. Or they, they get to taste that salt because we are the light and the salt of this earth. You know, they have that old taste. Come on. Come on. You know what we do. So that's what I'm saying with our culture. Yeah, we can't bring in those dances. But I'm saying, I think sometimes as a church, we'll like do it and then we don't realize we don't have to follow through. So that's what that makes sure to follow through. Now I'm going to really be connected to God. You feel me? So I think that we need to make sure that we, we bridge the gap. Uh, but that's a joke, right? So y'all can laugh at that. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> but listen, I, I really think that um, something like Angelica said and Natasha said that it's all about um, the intent, right, and the motive. Um, I think yep. that uh, even myself, right, I, I have this quote that I say, like, we lit off God. I don't have to smoke, drink, 
do provocative dances. I don't have to look like the world to be able to influence the world. You know what I mean? Because God is the main influencer, right? So if I'm, if the light in me, it, it, it like prime example, like a lot of people like my my personality. They say, oh man, you're so funny. Da, da, da. Okay, that's that's God. Like you feel me? Reason being because God is hilarious. You know what I'm saying? So in an instance where I can go into a situation and be able to influence somebody off my personality, then. I can utilize my personality, my traits, my attributes to be able to connect them to God. You know what I'm saying? So at the end of the day, I think that when it comes down to culture, the church, and, and, and being able to be transparent, um, there's, a, there's a boundary, right? Because like I said, like the bus teller, like, we, you don't want people, the praise dancers with the flags and the um, shaking and dropping it like it's hot. You feel me? Because, I mean, praise God. I've never, I've never sat on the front row. But if, if a church was going to compromise to have the, the praise dancers twerking, Praise God, I'm sitting on the front row with the, with the pastor. But however, that's not connecting me to God. That's connecting me to right. God. You know what I mean? The flesh. You have, to be, you have to be transparent, you feel me? Because at the end of the day, the, the, the Bible said the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He's trying to he's trying to kill me. He's trying to destroy God's vision. See, y'all don't hear me up here. And the thing is, see, a lot of times, the devil going to try to get us with things that he know that we like, so things that we're accustomed to, right? So as a man... Um, you know that saying they, they always say, man, you can always find you a good woman in church. Hey, that's that's I ain't see no lies in that. You feel me? Why? Because the devil assumes that men like hips, lips, and fingertips. You know what I'm saying? Mm, so you gotta, be, you gotta be in a you gotta be in the mindset where you understand, okay, this is the intent, but what's the motive? You know what I'm saying? Like Angelica, Natasha, uh, Natalia, y'all are all beautiful women. I'm sure if y'all went to go uh uh like go to a man and say, Hey, come to my church, he gonna follow you. He probably gonna beat you there 15 minutes early. <laughs> you feel me? But it's the light inside of you that's gonna allow him to be renewed that light in his right. body. Mm -hmm. That light. Not not the ring like that's all using, but the light of Christ. Amen. I'm just giving you a thousand, you know what I'm saying? Like me. I don't look as presentable right now because I need a haircut. But however, when I do get my, myself together, there are a lot of people that I can influence to come to church because of how they look at me, my appearance. Like Angelica, she dresses very beautiful, you know what I'm saying? So anytime somebody sees us, we should be able to utilize the attributes and the, and the gifts and talents that we have to influence people and, and get them to be conformed to Christ, the culture of Christ, not the culture of the world. Because I mean, it's for us. We 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 want we more powerful than Migos, and it's only three of them. Right. They say they say the culture. They say the culture, but we the culture. You know what I'm saying? We the so culture. We being led by God. You feel me? Now speak for someone anointing on that right there. Yes sir. Yes sir. Yes sir. And we gonna pray I mean, for you to be in the ring light ministry. Amen. Right. Amen. <laughs> right. It's coming. It's coming. I will no longer be bound. <laughs> I mean, y'all right. You know, it's. I think it's just it brings us back to that word. Be cautious. I mean, nobody's saying don't have the latest style. Nobody's saying don't you know and kind of engage in the music to at least know what's going on. But we have to remember that we are the salt. You know, we are that light that God positioned on this earth to be messengers to draw the people near. So if we lose that, if we lose that salt, that means we're losing our ungodliness and. Who else is going to show godliness if not the people that God called? So y'all are right. I love it. Let's keep going. So I know Natasha, I mean, uh, Angelica hit on it. So who grew up in a traditional background church? Where the hard pews, the hymns, the long skirts, like Angelica said, Let's hear it. Let's hear it, girl. Oh, Lord. So I grew up apostolic. Glory. Um, went to the House of Prayer Apostolic Church of God. Amen. Um, in the country. 
So we we grew up. Um, oh my God. I told my mom that if this is what saved me, I don't want to be saved. I don't want to wear long skirts in the summer with long sleeve shirts with dollies mm. on the top of my head. Granted, mm. I wore a, a fascinator today. I'm talking about a little dolly, a little nappy things on top. And then y'all got on New Balances or whatever tennis shoes y'all was wearing. Lord that Jesus. was their culture. And I said, they you know what, heels, God, or they just chose not to. So they, they wore more so like flats, like little baby doll shoes you get from the house though. They wore them. Wow. Um, and so What's, I used to look at it on my my scout would have been aggravated when that little thing on my head, praise God. Little cone, little cone. Listen, I told them, I said, Mom, this is what being saved is. I don't want it. But yeah, we had a mother of the church. She used to have the washboard, you know, hit little washboard on the front. They'll they'll play the drums on the wash tub. They had a wash tub playing the drums. You know, it was it was very traditional. And those traditional things carried over, it spilled over into my adulthood. Um, I actually told my mom, you know, I learned the hard way because I ain't going to do this. Okay. Um, and so I had to really come into my own and really understand who God created me to be. Now, I, I'm i a tomboy at court now. I, I wear me some baggy pants and stuff. You know, I got pictures to prove it. I used Praise to dress God. like a tomboy. I used to dress like a tomboy. I didn't even like skirts. I did not like skirts. I would wear pants all the time. Um, when I in my adulthood, only because we had to wear skirts. Like literally, our school clothes consist of jean skirts. <laughs> jean skirts, you know. Every every one. Yeah, every one. Listen, them things with heavy artillery. Hear me? You can have the whole armor guard. You got a skirt on that's just. A... <laughs> but no, but no. I grew up in a traditional church, so it's like. You know, you were afraid to move. You was afraid to. They did a Terry service. And you stayed on the altar. Jesus, 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 Jesus. And you ain't done yet. How you know I ain't done? I'm tired. Can I get up? My soul, my soul, tired. My soul. Listen, it, it now it planted the seed because even when I wanted to run from God, I couldn't. I ran right back to Him. Even when I said I wanted to learn the hard way, I ran back to Him. But what happened was when I became a licensed minister, then an ordained evangelist, and then a youth pastor, I had said, you know what, God. I'm going to use my attributes, as Chris said, because this whole dressing and switching my hair and all that stuff, as y'all saw, I had long hair earlier and I got a bob. But that's my attributes. People are drawn to me by how I dress, how I look, um, and things like that. And I use that to minister them, you know, in, in Christ. Like, you know, if yeah. I, I literally go off a of fashion of church, because I'm like, what is church clothes? Can you describe it? Is it, a, is it a section in the soul that say church clothes? You know, so when you're bound by traditional things. A lot of things that we even know uh, now as a culture in a lot of churches is traditional. A lot of it is not even in the Bible. And that's a whole other thing. A lot of it is just religion. You know, Jesus went in the church all the time. He was out amongst the people. That's why I don't really say anything about me being a pastor. I say I'm eventually because I'm out amongst the people. I can go um, sit with the same anyone on any given day. <laughs> Um, and so but in, in my traditional standpoint, it was like, oh, you can't be with them people, you know, and I, and I had to think about that thing. I'm like, so we literally go to church every Sunday to preach to us for no more because we got no new people coming in here. You know what I'm saying? I had a come to Jesus moment when I became older. God had to show me like these same people come to church. Y'all ain't invite no visitors. The pastor preaching to the same people or sometimes to the people. No new people. Um, and so my traditional background, although it gave me the foundation and the structure i had to come to a place with god like you know what i i gotta go out and get the people that's why i always tell people i'm gonna adapt you know we have to adapt you know that's why i said even with my children uh my youth 
I meet them where they are. Come on. And I, I'm with you. We got to know what's going on. Yeah. Because I ain't going to lie. I still listen to uh, Deacon Chris Brown and Elder Usher. And uh, they be ministering to me throughout the week. But on Sunday, I do put on Kurt Franklin. And despite he cussed, ha, they say we fall down, but he got back up. Glory, ha. Oh, boy, Glory. Listen, <laughs> listen. Come out. Come out. Teach listen. it, Chris. Teach it. See, see, the thing is, this, this, this is why I feel like as well. And I, I'm, I'm sorry, but I just feel it in my spirit. This is why I think uh, sometimes the church is not as effective. It's because they lack uh, the spirit of transparency, right? Just like Angelica mm. was saying, they're so holy, this and third. Okay, you was not born in that long dress. You know what I'm saying? At Come some on. point, people had different stages of their life where they were not so proud of or things that they don't want people to actually know of. But thing is, how you can be effective in ministry is being transparent. Like, for example, like I have a movement called We Lit Off God. I say We Lit Off God. You know why? Because at some point, I never uh, smoke, drink, or none of that stuff like that. But at some point, I used to get lit off of other things that was not Christ-like. You know what I'm saying? There are people out there that I can relate to um, that that get lit off of having sex with multiple women, having sex with multiple men, uh, stealing, lying. They, they, they get lit off those things, getting lit off drugs and this and the third. So at the end of the day, you have to be to a place where you can be transparent and make yourself vulnerable by allowing somebody to see your imperfections because at the end of the day, we are all dirt. The only difference that, that we that we have uh, with being dirt is that God gave dirt purpose and God gave dirt life. So just because your dirt came from the beach and my dirt came from Gainesville, uh, Angelica, <coughs> praise God, and my dirt came from Utah, and, 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 and your dirt came from uh, Maryland or whatever the case may be, that, does, that doesn't mean your dirt better than my dirt. That means your dirt just came from a, a different place. Come on, said, you know what? I'm going to take this dirty dirt, I'm going to give it life, I'm going to give it breath, and on top of that, I'm gonna give it purpose. So now I'm gonna give it uh, something to look forward to to be able to complete for my, my for my glorification. So when you look at it like that. The Bible says, "He without sin cast the first stone." So if you perfect, hey, judge me. But at the end of the day, if you living on this earth and you breathing, you're you're an imperfect woman. God has no respect to person. So no matter if your doctor title, your your apostle title, your bishop title, this that third, you are not perfect. You know what I'm saying? Come and at on. some point, you had a, a place in your life where you're not proud of. But if you if you stop being so up and in high class and minister to the people and a lot of people to know where you came from and where you at, then you're giving God the glory because they can be like, dang, you used to be, you used to be a hot boy, you used to be a city girl, or you used to be a truck, you used to do, ooh, Pastor Angelica, you were doing the busting challenge. But look at you now, now you praise the Lord. Look at you now, glory to God, right. Exactly, you know what I'm saying? Well, let me do it. You could be like Sister Natasha, you know, anointed and appointed with the cross in the headset and just speaking the, the truth of the Lord, you know what I'm saying? Because at the end of the day, this this where the glory resides. The glory resides in your imperfections because yeah, it's a way for for God to show that this is where you used to be and this is where I brought you from. It's a development process. It's a journey. Nobody just a millionaire. No, come on, sprinkle the glory. Thank you, praise God. <laughs> Nobody just woke up and was like, oh, uh, I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm a man of God. Like, yeah, we are born with purpose. Purpose takes development, just like a construction. They have a vision of what you're going to be, what the building is going to be. But you have to start off somewhere. So when you get saved, you have to build that foundation. Now you have to build that frame. Now you got to do the interior, the exterior. And as you continue to grow, as you continue to continue your journey, then you start to look like the final product. But praise God, you know, I'm, I'm a peacefully digress because God is good. Won't they do it? How yes, mm. he will. That was good, mm. Chris. That was good. You was teaching. Where the glory resides. Oh, man. Can I just add real quick, <laughs> echoing everything that y'all said, I think that's why our testimony is so important, kind of agreeing with that transparency, 
Like when you don't know people's testimony, it's like, why are they in church? Why are we in church? We millennials. Why are these elders in church? What they've been through, you know, and I, I think that it sometimes is missing often from traditional churches. Um, it's just kind of like, oh, they come, they come. And once you hear their story, you're like, wow, God, right? Like, wow, God, it just points all back to God. Um, and I think that's so needed, especially now today. Um, not just for kind of the, the elders, the more mature believers, but even for millennials, it's kind of like, why do we even go to church, right? Why are we still connected to God? Um, what's happening? What has God done in our lives? And it doesn't have to be this like radical story if it is, praise the Lord. But it's, I mean, there's testimonies that God is working in us some over years, some over months, some over days, right? Like God has no limit. And so I think that's so important. Um, just to have that spirit of transparency, right? To share our testimony, because that's really how we overcome and how we can connect with with people instead of being perfect. Like, oh, perfect. No one's perfect, right? Um, but we can really spread the gospel um, and really highlight God through our stories. So. Facts, facts. That's good. So I know we've all been talking, like, you know, regarding the same issues, but um, there's kind of this dilemma within churches, you know, regarding bringing people in. So you have some churches who would rather water the word down to draw people in. So it'll make others feel more comfortable and welcome. Hold on. Then you have some churches who are still operating within that religious tradition. And that's not really drawing the people in, that's pushing them out. So then you kind of have Christians who are just kind of confused, like, okay, it's, it's almost like it's too much going on. Like, how do I decide? whether what church to go to, who to follow, what what is it that I need to believe right now in this season? So what are you guys' thoughts on that? Like we have some churches that are watering it down and then we have some churches who are just too religious in their output. I'm gonna say this, cause that's a good, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for giving me that question. <laughs> the thing is for me personally, what I've came to realize is that um, you have to be spirit led because a lot of people Men and women of God, what they do is they manipulate the word to fit their their personal motive, right? Um, I think that's where uh, a lot of the uh, confusion comes into play because God says His word that the word will be so easy that a child can understand. So when you study that to show that self approve, God will give you the revelation to be able to speak it to other people. You know what I'm saying? For me, I'm not the I'm not the the strongest Bible thumper, uh, none of that. But God gives me revelation. God will give me one scripture. And give me so much meat from that situation, that that, that scripture. Yeah. And I think that a lot of times people uh, manipulate the word for a personal gain, like oh, for members, or for clout, or for this and the third, or for for women, or for men, this and the third. Because the God tells us, "I give come without repentance." So you can be gifted, but you can use your gift to have however you see fit, because God gives it to you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's it's kind of like a it's like it's kind of like a seed or a tree. If you're not planting it into good ground. You 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 just gonna harvest wherever you wherever you want. You know what I'm saying? You'll never reach your full potential. And I always tell people this all the time. We are we are a seed. When when God plants us, we have to be rooted and grounded in good soil. Everything that grows around you is not intended to grow with you because weeds grow with seeds as well. The, the only purpose that the weed has is for when the seed grow and hit the harvest or hit break surface, its only intent is to kill you so you never can be able to be fully what you are intended to be. That's why we have spiritual vultures. That's why we have people that, that come to steal, kill, and destroy the devil. Because guess what? Once you hit your harvest season and you break the surface, you have those spiritual vultures that's been waiting all year long to fly over and to eat your seed up. Because that's the hard work that you done put in. And at the end of the day, when you're speaking about the word, you have to ask God, okay, God, 
Like, what do you want me to get from this? A lot of 85 percent of the Christians who go to church, and I mean, this is my personal opinion. 85 percent of people that go to church who don't bring their own Bible, these people who don't bring their own Bible, um, the people that just listen to exactly what the pastor say, and they don't go back and fact, they don't go back and fact check the uh, pastor because they they're, they're content with how that minister or that individual is making their flesh move. They say, well, and God said, well, I don't know what God said, I'm missing you, bro. I'm keeping it a thousand because like I said, I'm a millennial. So I'm gonna keep it a thousand and relate with the millennials. You know what I'm saying? When you're in a position and you're not hearing from God, you're manipulating the word for your own selfish gain, there's not gonna be a connection. That's not gonna be a relationship because God is a God of relationship. So when I speak something and I'm relatable and, I, and you can understand me, there's something that's gonna spark on the inside. You're like, ooh, that hurt. But I, I like what you said, bro. You know what I'm saying? Cause at the end of the day, you know what I'm saying? I'm a man of God. Like I said, I listen to Chris Brown, I listen to Migos, praise God, but I also listen to uh, Kurt Franklin, Yolanda Adams and all this. So when I go to a brother or sister say, Hey, you heard that new Drake album? Yeah, hey, bro, let me tell you, but that Drake album is fire. But let me tell you, though, bro, I was on my way to church, and I was like, dang, like, that Drake album fire, but this what God, this is the message that God gave me. I'm finding a, a commonality of something that we could talk about to put God in there, you know what I'm saying? I'm not Come saying, on. I'm not going to, like, promise that people like to use the word, uh, people don't even know this. People say, oh, in the Bible, the Bible say cleanliness is next to godliness. That's nowhere in the Bible. That's nowhere in the Bible. But in church, people say that all the time. Cleanliness. All the time. But you ain't even, you're not even clean. You feel me? You dirty. You know what I'm saying? And it's okay. That physically you're dirty. or so spiritually. All, exactly. And it's okay that you're dirty because guess what? We come from the ground. You know what I'm saying? So I'm glad that you had a, 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 an epiphany to know that you're nothing but soil. You know what I'm saying? You're nothing but dirt. But um, however, back to my original point, uh, that's why I think a lot of time uh, toxic ministry comes into place because, for example, like if, if People talk about money all the time in church, and it's okay, you know what I'm saying? That's fine. But at the end of the day, what is your motive? What is your intent? What are you rooted in? Are you rooted in selfishness? Are you rooted in, 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 into money? Are you rooted into uh, uh, like perverted loyalty, perverted sexuality? Like, what what are you rooted in? You know what I'm saying? What is driving your force behind your your preaching? What is driving your force behind mm -hmm. your message? And if you're not rooted in, in, in good ground, if you're not being led by God, you're gonna anybody anybody can take the word. And it's like we was in school, and I'm sorry, I'm, I'm gonna be out of time. But it's like if you're in school, right? If I give all of us one regular sentence, right, and say, okay, Angelica, Natasha, Tavia, what did, what did that sentence look like to you? You gonna tell me what you think. Just like that game we used to play in, in, in elementary. You whisper somebody ill, you go all around the circle to come back, and it ain't nothing what you said, we started off. You know what I'm saying? The, the difference is that when you put God first, God will make sure that the message or the revelation that's intended to be uh, met will be circulated all the way back down to the individual person. But every time you want to say what you want to say, you moving out of your flesh, you saying what you want to say because you said, and, and you see the woman over there say, oh, Lord, when you see that, that reaction, that's what's driving you. That's what's driving your flesh now. You now, think you're doing that, something. Exactly. When you a single pastor and you see that, that woman of God that you ain't saying nothing about that you got a crush on, when you see her reaction because you say, and God, then that's when you say, oh, that's she like that. Okay. Well, God said, like, nah, like that, that, that's not of God. So now you're acting out of your flesh, and, and, and faith without works is dead. So if you don't have faith, if you don't have spirit, God, like if you don't have God in it, it it's not going to last. It's it, it's only going to be a temporary feeling, just like sex. No, sorry, they can go this way. No, you like own it, and that you know kind of reminds me. That kind of <clears throat> reminds me of uh, Matthew 15, where God is saying they. They honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And, you know, they're exactly. teaching the words of man and not of God. So that's why you have so many people falling in love with the words of the pastor. Oh, right. the pastor said this and the pastor said that. Okay, and that's all granted because God did anoint that pastor to say that. But you always have to go back to the source. What did God say? We got to exactly. stop falling in love with what the pastor is saying, what the pastor is doing. What did God say? Because that's the that's the ultimate source right there. 
when you put God in the center, you're allowing yourself to be intimate with God, which is where God can um, cover you. God can renew you. It's, we all like a like a block of clay. You have to let yourself be fully exposed so God can put his hands on you, push down his foot with a little wheel on it, and start to cultivate you into what he Come wants on. you to be. Until you, start, until you give God a complete yes and take your flesh out of it, God can't do what he's going to do because God God is a God, God is a gentleman. He's not. He, he gives us choices. Do you want to go to heaven or hell? You can pick right now. Okay, God says, if you want to go to heaven, this is what you got to do. If you want to go to hell, do your thing, bro. Be a city girl. Be a hot girl. Be a city boy. Be a hot boy. Shake, shake it like your mama gave it to you. If that's what you want to do. You feel me? But at the end of the day, God gives us instructions to be able to uh, complete the task that we want to uh, fulfill. If I want to go to heaven, right. son, obey me. Walk like this. Talk like this. God told me, he said, you a big lemon pepper stuff. I said, talk your stuff, God. Talk your stuff, boy. And he said, if you're going to be a big lemon pepper stepper, you got to step in my name. You can't step with your name. I said, okay, God. Okay, okay. Come on. Because I used to call myself a big stepper. God said, I'm going to make you a lemon Whoa. pepper stepper. You feel me? And God said, pepper little, stepper. I'm going to put a little seasoning on you. Because God said, I put a little seasoning on you. Now you're you more tasteful. You feel me? Come on now. Come on. That's that seasoning something. That's all tasting That's all now you, come now on, you come on, GP, are you with me? Because yeah. she's not tapping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Natasha, you limit, uh, you, ain't limit, you more like, you know what I'm saying, mango habanero. And then, and then mm. you more like a mile, you feel me? And all together, come you on. Know we are a variety of See, this you know. reside. You know what I'm saying? We're the glory team right here, baby. You hear me? Come on now. Lemon pepper stepper, sweetie tangy, mango habanero, and mild. Look, you can't, it can't get no better than that. You know what I'm saying? And it's like when the devil try to come in. The devil try to come in because the devil, he blue cheese. But God is ranch. Because you know what? We are sheep. What sheep lie at? They lie in the ranch. Come on. Y'all hear me up in here. Oh, man. Jesus. God, God knows the people going to be watching like, I need to get some wings stop. Okay? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know what I'm saying? You, you got to know that sheep and cattle, they belong on a ranch. God is saying, oh, blue cheese? The devil is the blue cheese. We the ranch. Come on, now this is where the Come glory resides. Sprinkle your anointing if you know where the money resides. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Come on, now. Gotta let this is you in the vein. You in the vein because I don't even like nothing spicy. So when you say mild, you got God all over you, sir. Come Amen. On. Mm. Also, Come on. But listen, yes, when he said that about, and I know we're talking about extreme religion and then like a thin line between love and religion. Amen. Oh, right. world and religion. But he says something in there is that when we, we will take what the pastor says and take that to the bank and want to cash it. And sometimes pastors can steer you wrong. And I'm not speaking for all pastors, but how anybody know who Jim Jones is? Jim Jones is a man that brainwashed so many people, talked about God, said God's name, and had all them people kill themselves because guess what? They didn't get a relationship with God. Sometimes, like Chris said, that people... Come on. Operating their flesh because they hooping and they cut the two step and they saying something that sound good and that young lady on the front pew or that young man on the front pew reacting to Come what on. they're saying Come and they don't mean to but because they are of flesh and they are not sometimes they'll step out of the spirit to please the flesh and they'll draw that and so what happens is in religion if we don't in religion we are operate out of what Chris said we're trying to make scriptures and conform it and make it look right. We don't want people to know what we are dealing with. This is why people can't testify and be transparent because someone's still living the same life. They can't, te you they can't talk. testify what they Come on. Come, Come on. on. Give you some anointing, girl. You hear me? Praise <laughs> <laughs> God. Because God said he'll draw them there. That's not that's not our job. You know, we're, that's not our job. we're put in place to help him out, but that's not our job to draw them in with our convictions, so say. 
That's his job. He gonna do it. We just gotta do what he asks us to do. So that they come. Because they're coming. They're coming. And we need to be on post and all guard ready to minister and meet them where they at. Because you know what? Like like I was saying, like that one lady that might walk in there with that sweat, pencil dress, praise God. That might be somebody, um, woman of God, a first lady. I received Come on. Glory. Praise the Lord. Praise. But listen, Praise. you never, you never know. You okay. never know. That man, that might, that, it might be a man that coming there with some gray sweatpants and a tent top and a gold chain and a snapback. That might be your future man of God. But you're so, you're so distracted by the print and everything. By the way he looks. Got going on. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You got to be able to tap in with God. Tap, tap, tap in. We tap, tap in. in. We tapping in with God. Praise God. Okay. Yeah. Can I get a witness over here? Because y'all don't understand. Once you tap in with God, see the thing, people be thinking that God is the God is the uh the, the plug. No, God ain't the plug. God is the God is bigger than the plug. He's bigger than the source. God is the whole uh organization. Because guess what? The people that when y'all pay y'all light bill, you can have the plug and the socket and all that. Go up. Ain't no power coming down. You feel me? So God is the God is all of that. You feel me? Yeah. Sometimes we get sometimes we get caught up in our flesh. He the green. Exactly. The so, green. There the you go. People be thinking like, oh, because God used me, I'm powerful. And they think that they start, they, they literally uh so like subconsciously start to compare themselves to God. Like, oh, I'm powerful. I preach, I prophesy. Oh, hold on. God about to turn mm-hmm. your lights on. You can go that breaker box ain't gonna help you. That breaker box ain't gonna help you. Your anointing, your, your anointing is off. You feel me? So God, dog, don't don't get beside yourself, cause God will humble you quickly. You gotta sit you down. down. Just Don't like sit down, regroup. <laughs> see, and what the people not seeing, see, uh, Tavia, Natasha, and Angelica, what y'all looking at right now, th- these are women of God. These are women of just virtue, women of elegance. You know what I'm saying? But Angelica used to be JT. Uh, Natasha used to be Young Miami. Uh, Tavia, come on now, praise God. Y'all don't hear me. These, these, this used to be the original city girls. But look at God. Look look, look what the good Lord has done. But God. God. But God. Oh, boy, <laughs> You, hey, y'all don't hear me up in here. That's I a bug guy moment. <laughs> I used to be uh, the Chris Brown, not the one that beat Rihanna, though, praise God. The one before, after that, the, the, the mature one. But now, before I'm Chris mature. Brown. Yeah, yes, yes, praise God. But now I'm a man of God, the man of God, praise Lord. The man of God. Yeah, and I, I want to chime in here, too, on, um, I guess I'm from a different perspective, right, if we're actually looking, or if millennials or people are looking for churches, because y'all came for all the pastors, preachers, uh, you know, y'all came with, with the quickness, you know, I think, which was, you both echoed, was really taking everything to the Lord. One day I was going through Instagram, you know, having Instagram church. Like, let me just get on, you know, and see my favorite pastors. You know, what's the 15 second? Oh, okay, okay. And I feel like I was like, so are you going to actually go read that scripture? Are you going to go back and and actually open up? Like what, you know, our preachers um, teach is just a snap bit of what they have studied theoretically. We're giving them the benefit of the doubt there. Um, and so there's so much more. And I'm like, if... Whatever we hear on social media, at church, what someone said, take that back to the word. And if that aligns, great. If it doesn't, you can ask questions. If it's in contradiction, it's like, okay, this is a clear red flag from what the word said. And that should be our barometer. Um, You know, really just letting the Holy Spirit lead, like you guys both mentioned. Um, You never know, like, when you're 
when it's time to move on from a church, right? Nothing necessarily can be bad, but God will lead you into all of these things. Um, I feel like Jesus is the plug, but now I'm like, Jesus is the power grade. Holy Spirit be the power grade. <laughs> I'm upgrade. I'm like, yes. Um, but there's just so much. Um, there is a lot of information now, right? You can Google anything and everything. There's so many resources. There's so much that says they're the right way. This is the right way. Um, and I think it is so important to pray and ask the Holy Spirit to lead you and to stay, to stick with the word and also be in community. That's a little hard because some communities aren't always the right ones, but whatever your community is teaching, making sure that aligns with the word. Um, and I feel like those things will always keep you um, grounded and then for sure studying um, once that becomes familiar because there are like there's a way to rightly divide the word of God. <laughs> and that means yes. that there's a way to wrongly divide right. it. And so as you grow, getting to that point of like actually studying, because some verses, right, we're taking way out of context. Like that actually wasn't the original meaning or any sort of, but you're like, oh, that math is my today. And it's like, oh, <laughs> you want to blame God? But God, you told me, right? And it's like, did we actually know what we're looking at? Right? Um, and so making sure there's a balance there and, just echoing to, there also is a ton of church hurt. And I think that, you know, I have church hurt. I'm pretty sure we all have church hurt. Um, you don't have to be unbeliever, you know, or have left the church to have church hurt. But I think it is, mm -hmm. for me at least, it's that relationship with God, right? It's, I'm not in a relationship with my pastor in the same way I'm in a relationship with God, right? And so this is always what keeps me connected um, and then I can go out and learn and be in community and be challenged and grow and serve. But this is the source, right? Um, and so making sure that that, that, that is always that centered. Is right? They yeah. did me wrong. Okay, but I'm going back to Jesus. Jesus, what, what happened here? Do I need to look at myself? Do I need to change my community? Do I need to go talk to them? Like, lead me. Um, because that, that Jesus is really the foundation. Yeah, because at the end of the day, this this is all that matters, you know. This is what's going to be examined when we get to those heaven gates. This right here, not nothing else. Ha -ha. Let's go to this one. Let's discuss the current issue, the Satan Shoes by Lil Nas X. So we all know oh, Lil Nas X God. just kind of released these shoes. Very... They out there. They they out there and they selling. Few some details are you know they call Satan shoes. They represent the beast with the six 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 mark of the beast. They contain a drop of human blood in the shoe in the uh, sole of the shoe. So let's just start talking about it. What are some of y'all thoughts about it? That's the devil trying to say this. Yes, I've been talking about this because he did an interview. And he said that um, since they always wanted to send me to hell because I was gay, let me um, show them or something he said like mm. that to that effect. Mm -hmm. This goes back to the anger. He had some anger in him because he experienced church hurt because somebody said he was going to hell because he was gay instead of mm -hmm. preaching Jesus crucified and raised from the dead and giving him salvation and allowing God to convict him. him. They condemn him. And so now that they condemn him, guess what? He now has a voice that influences uh -huh. your children. 
bear to uh, Come you know on, saying? like he got a whole video coming down from heaven, twerking on the on giving the devil a laugh, and mm -hmm. that's what our children see because somebody decided to condemn this young man. You nobody didn't reach out to him. I saw it so much deeper than the shoes. I'm like, who makes the shoe and even portray their image to look like the devil? When I oh, read my. his article, I looked at him. I said, you know what? Somebody hurt him very deeply. And hurt. instead of him, yeah. you know, instead of giving them love, he had rebellion. And this is his rebellion. If you don't see, this is a lesson. If you don't see something, if you don't treat it right where it is, you're going to get this type of uprising and this type of rebellion with somebody that has influence over a generation. Come on. Yes. This has been a long time coming for him. And I'm pretty sure along the way that he's reached out for help. But people looked at his condition or people looked at who he was or they looked at the fact that he was gay or whatever. And they, they I don't want to deal with that. I ain't gonna deal with that. And and I read his his interview. He seems so angry and hurt. And when you hurt. deal with yeah. angry and hurt people, guess what? Just how God deal in empty boxes to get the glory, the enemy will come into empty boxes to get the glory. Oh, and guess what? The yes. empty boxes got influence, and they will influence a culture and a generation. That's what's happening right now. I don't agree with the shoe at all, of course. But I'm looking at it from his standpoint. I'm looking from it through another lens. Because he was condemned and broken in that broken place, the enemy came in and used it. And it manifested to something bigger, to bigger influence. And now our children see it. Seeds are being planted. People I are totally cheering him on because he now has a voice. We gave it a voice. The church, we gave we it a voice. It. And I don't care who don't like it, because guess what? I'm used to people not liking me. I'ma say it. We <laughs> gave on. a thing a voice when we could have healed uh, we could have healed that. Uh, we mm, could have showed them love. Because those covers a multitude of sin. Had he encountered the right person along the way and they would have showed him love and they would have showed him the, the things that he needed and said, you know what? I understand that this is what you like. Do you know why you're there? If they would have asked him the questions. Mm. With shoes being made, we probably wouldn't even be here with a video of him coming down a pole from heaven, giving the devil a lap. And dance. Again, we lap probably dance. wouldn't be. We probably wouldn't be in there with the, all the images of him looking like Satan with the contacts and the braids going back. Mm -hmm. We probably wouldn't be in this place if we, as a church, would have shown him love so his healing can take place and a change mm. could have been made. And I know a lot of people will be like, "Well, we can't do that." No, but we could have planted the seed. Somebody else can huh? water and God get into it. Come on. And the shoe probably wouldn't even exist at this point. The shoe probably wouldn't even be here. But we would just address that hurt. Right. As a church, we the body. So I would say we didn't do, we we didn't do right and we failed some people, but we still got an opportunity to get it right if we <clears> learn <throat> to change our perspective and our mindset. And it's funny that you say the seed. It's funny that you say the seed because I'm all about numbers. I, I think God used me in numbers, right? When you look at a seed, it takes three things to make that seed grow. Water, sunlight, and air. That's the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So if you're the water, you're the sun, and I'm the air, there's a there's a different entity of how the Holy Trinity is going to use each and every one of us to be able to manifest that seed so that way it can become a harvest of what God intends for it to be as well. I believe this as well. The Bible tells us that we don't battle with flesh and blood, but we battle with spirits and principalities. Mm -hmm. It's not him that we should Come be upset with. It's not him. It's the spirit that's it's being not. used through, through, through him that is trying to cause a division in the church. And even with the analogy I just gave about the red bottoms, at the end of the day, Jesus is the only person that can rock the shoes that has the blood. Why? Because there was a it was a holy sacrifice that was given that was paid on our behalf. The devil is trying right. to the, the devil comes to um bring division, 
he comes to bring, he, if the devil can control our perception, the, listen, the devil comes to try to control our perception and bring deception. There's a shoe that's trying to be the exact thing of what Jesus did for us. It, like I just told y'all, God gave me that revelation on, on the spot, not even knowing how it's going to tie in with this. When did, the, when did the devil ever carry a cross? When was the devil ever beaten? No, the devil was thrown out of heaven because he was disobedient to God. Jesus is the one that paid the price and walked that walk, talked that talk, and, and, and was bleeding and, and, and got nailed to the cross for our sins. That was Jesus. So now there's a, a corrupt, toxic uh, perception now that's trying to be uh, uh, like adopted through this this situation. Oh, the, the devil's shoes. Well, the devil don't wear no shoes. When the devil's all wearing shoes, because you know, the Bible tells us that the enemy is defeated, so that means he's under our feet. So whatever shoes I'm going to wear, going to be holy shoes, because God, the devil, I'm about to eat some stuff on your forehead, because you want you you live in hell. You don't live in hell. Come on. So what, devil? Where do you walk at? Matter of fact, it's so hot in hell that your shoes gonna melt. So why do you, why are you even trying to make shoes up here? Because at, at the end of the day, God, Jesus and God, they wear air forces. So Nike, if you ever watch this video, y'all need to make a holy air force shoe. Hey, praise God, so I can rock that in Jesus' name. Hiya. Oh, I can't. Do you want to add anything, Natasha? Yeah, I do. So I guess I take a little bit, I agree. And I guess I take a little bit of a different perspective or just take on it. I'm kind of like, we know that the world is not getting better um, and that things are not going back to, right, the Garden of Eden. And so I guess I'm not super surprised i guess like i guess you know when we read revelation when we read the bible it's going to get worse so mm -hmm. i think i think sometimes the outrage from like certain christian groups like oh my gosh this is terrible but it's like but that's the world oh so it is progressing right the levels of like intensity mockery front and center duels, you know all of these things is for sure increasing but it's almost like, oh, oh, what the Bible said is real. Like it's not gonna get like better. Oh, oh, it's actually gonna get worse. And so I think part of it is kind of like we as the church for real, for real, have given it way more attention. It's it's why even is the church giving it so much attention? Like, yes, it's good for us to know, to inform, but we're the oh, how dare them? I'm like, but are they Holy Spirit filled, led, Bible believing believers? Like, and okay, Right. And so I think it's, yeah, it's not, I guess it shouldn't be surprising, but you know, we see these like, okay, wow, the Bible is real. This is a confirming what Jesus said, what Jesus wrote, um, you know, paying attention to the signs. And then also um, it's even more of a platform I'm like to, to preach Jesus, right. To really live out the life, you know, what Angelica said about church hurt and all these things, like, let's try to make a difference now before it leads right. to, to that. Right. Um, mm -hmm. But I think we shouldn't be so surprised as the church that that this is happening, right? Jesus didn't come to bring peace. He came to bring a sword. And now I feel like we're going into the age where we're just seeing more, you know, not lukewarmness isn't going to work. <laughs> it's kind of like, where do you, where do you stand? Where do you stand? More prevalent, where do you stand? I think that's, that's the question there. Mm -hmm. and that reminds me of, um, oh, go ahead, go ahead. You said something like, I don't know if I can hear you because my earphones. Um, but you said we are giving life to a thing that doesn't even need any more life. You know, already has. As a church, that's what I said. Some people was harping on it too much. And I was like, okay, we like you said, we know this is gonna happen, but we also need to know 
what is the root of the matter? Can we get to the root of the matter? And then therefore, there needs to be a learning thing from this. And like you say, the whole lukewarm thing, y'all can't be living no fake save. This ain't no playhouse save. This like, I gotta be saved Come for on. real. Cause these the demonic real. forces are coming through. I need to know how to shout and slay demons at Come the same on. time. I gotta know Come how on. to hoop and slay demons at the same time. We ain't playing no more. And this was just a sign that, yes, revelations and all these Bibles, they, they are coming to pass. And we gotta be yes. absolutely sharp. Was it Nehemiah that was on the wall that he had? The, was it Nehemiah that was on the mm -hmm. wall? They were building and they had their swords. We got to be building the kingdom at the same and time. The we can't be looking like church. We got to actually be right. the church. And that's be why I said the they gave yes. life to it. You give a life to a thing that don't even need life. Just examine it, learn the lesson, and keep going. Come on. That was good. And this just all kind of brings me back to First Thessalonians five and six. Let us not be sleep. Let us not be like the others asleep, but let us now be awake and sober. In this season, we have to be awake to the schemes of the enemy. You know, we have talked about the modern forces within fashion, the music, the industry, all of these things that are influencing us day to day. We gotta be woke. We gotta know what's going on, enough to know what's going on, but enough not to conform us, to allow us to adapt to the culture, but to be in, be in a positive influence to the culture. We gotta stay woke. We gotta stand on our guard so that God's presence is known amongst the world. We cannot yes. be asleep. We gotta stay woke, y'all. Mm -hmm. We gotta Amen. be on guard because he is, he is true. He was, he is. What's the word? Um, tro trolling and all the things. He is in. Come he on. has a great influence, but God has a greater influence. And Come that's on. What we gotta remember. And that's Come what we on, gotta say. Yes, Lord. Say it again. I said, "Come on, little sweetie." What you say? Come on, let's <laughs> What you say, Angelica? <laughs> yes, Lord. Come on, Lord. So that's why the Bible says, be sober-minded and vigilant be because your adversary of the devil comes seeking who may devour. The church has been asleep at the wheel and they've been so drunk in the spirit that they didn't even see the devil was coming. By the way, <laughs> we want to be so drunk in the spirit that we missing the very spirit that's walking this earth and trying to devour Come it. On. Yes, we can still be holy. Again, Nehemiah on the wall, we're building kingdom, but we're still slaying demons. And we're slaying uh -huh. demons that are healing for us we every know day. Let's go. We got to be sober-minded. Sober-minded in this season, because then we are sober-minded. You can evaluate and see what is trying to creep in this earth, and stop trying to say, "Well, you got to be holy." Listen, how do I live holy? What does that look like to you? What does that look like to me? Can you break that is down for me? They give so many blankets. They give so many blanket statements without giving practicality that goes with the blanket statements, and also giving the word that goes with it as well. I've said Come this on. before that we we'll always want to preach Jesus for somebody, but we don't want to meet their basic need. They said they was hungry, but you want to preach the word. Go buy them a hamburger from McDonald's. Matter of fact, go buy them some hibachi. Then you talk about your Jesus to them. We want to be so holier than thou that we want to preach, 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 but we're not meeting them people's basic needs. Did anybody want to add anything else before we kind of wrap it up? Um, I would like to say that I love you, Tavia, Natasha, Angela. Y'all are so y'all some powerful women, the holy girls. How y'all Glory. <laughs> holy girls versus city girls. Praise God. All right. Before we head, I just want to ask if everybody can just take a minute, um, 
a minute or less just to kind of encourage the people minister to those people millennials who are out there that are lost confused desiring to know christ but they're kind of stuck let's minister let's take a minute to minister to them and chris i'm gonna have you to go last and i actually want you to pray us out after you minister okay so natasha or angelica you guys can go first i could start sure um so i guess i just want to encourage millennials us myself um to really put god first and put god at the center and keep him there i think that is usually sometimes we know stuff and we don't always do it or we fall that's normal but just to get back and to keep going you know like you are enough you are loved beyond measure. You are chosen. You don't have to be chosen by that professor, that man, that woman, that teacher. You, God has already chosen you. And um, you are loved be more than you can imagine. And you have purpose. And um, it is ultimately your responsibility to... To, to grow with God, um, to, to maximize the relationship with him. And it's awesome when you have community and people that can pour into you. But if you don't, a lot of people lost a lot of stuff this year, 2020, 2021 has not been great um, for a lot of the world. Jesus still loves you and he is enough. And he will send people, he will send revelation supernaturally, naturally, however he chooses to do. Um, but continue in the fight, continue putting your trust in him and your faith in him. It is always worth it. So no matter where you are, no matter how you were rocked this past year, you are still enough. If you are still breathing, God still has purpose. If you don't think you have enough to succeed or to get out, you do because God has purpose for you and to truly seek him um, and don't lose sight of him when distractions, when other people or other things come up, because you are enough and you can do it. That was good, thank you. <clears throat> well, I would say this, that God can use anybody and anything. And so when you're looking at life situations and feel like it's a defeat, I want you to know that that is a win. God is gonna get the glory out of your life. If I may tell my testimony for in, in 60 seconds, if I can, you're looking <laughs> at somebody that's a teenage mother. I got three kids, three different baby daddies. Yes, I got a college degree. I have been raped twice, one at 21 at 21. One was a gang rape, one was a, a, a rape by a friend that I thought was my best friend. I had no trust in people, I had no hope. My self-esteem was low, my self-worth was low. However, when I came into the knowledge of who God created me to be, I started to understand that my life was a testimony to the women and the people that I serve. And why am I telling you my testimony? Because I want to let you know that you can't get, from, you can't get up after a loss. You can't get up after defeat because the greatest one resides in you. What you, I lost everything in 2018. My apartment, my car, everything. I almost lost my mind. I didn't, get a new, I didn't get a new car until a week before the pandemic when the world shut down. And I'm like, God, how you going to give me a car and I can't pay for the car because they done fell over from a job. I said, but I told you that I'm pushing you into purpose and you, your time on man's job has expired. You're going to do my work. Mm -hmm. Yes, I've been an entrepreneur since 19 years old. And, I'm, and for 15 years, I had done it my way. God, well, for 
13 years I've done it, for, done it my way. The last two years, it was more so a God way and him making me understand. I was running from a call. I said, I don't want to do no women empowerment. That's what me and girls for. Who's going to do that? But God said, I'm going to put you in an arena to show that there are kind people, there are kind women, and you're going to cause a change and you'll cause tenacious. Let me tell you something. Your present sufferings do not compare to the glory that God is going to extract from your life. Yes, your environment may not look conducive to a win, but I am reminded that we serve a man that comes always comes through for a win. Matter of fact, we celebrate celebrated the resurrection of his son on today, that his son overcame death, hell, and the grave. Oh, death, where is thy stand? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? Jesus stood up with all power. I want to remind you that you got all power because the greatest one resides in you. And so what looks like, there's no light at the end of the tunnel. What looks like a valley moment. What looks like you, you just lost everything and you're almost about to lose your mind. Just know that you're growing and there's a lesson in your loss. Take that lesson and build on it and keep with God and go about your journey. I am God chastened those who he loves. So if you're suffering right now, guess what? He's he's building you for the plans that he has for your life. We talk about yeah. like putting out a letter, but do we actually submit to the plans that God has for our life? Because see, if it was my plans, I'd have a white picket fence, two kids, and I'd be married and I'd be graduating from medical school by now. But I don't. I got three kids, three different days and there's no prospects in place. But I am happily single and I'm happily and I'm happy with that. I'm content because it's God's plans for my life. So I had to learn to submit to those plans and go on the roller coaster ride. And sometimes I'm trying to pull out my edges, but God said, not so doing, you will not pull out your edges. <laughs> Don't do it, girl. Don't do it. <laughs> that was good. So as an individual, I just want you to understand, like, you're imperfect, but you're still perfect for God. You know, he, you're his creation. I think a lot of times, um, a lot of millennials feel as though like they have to be a certain type of way, look a certain type of way, move a certain type of way. Um, it's all about your heart, you know what I mean? Um, don't don't ever let anybody judge you um, because we're all imperfect people. Like I said, we're all dirt. The only thing different is that God gave dirt purpose and he gave, he gave dirt life. Um, so if you're out there, you're thinking about offing yourself, committing suicide, if you're thinking about um, just trying to fit in with the crew, if you're thinking about that you're different, if you're thinking about, you know, it's like, oh my gosh, so I got all this anxiety, like, just give it to God. And I know a lot of times people, we give you and we tell you what to do, but we don't necessarily tell you how to do it. Um, mm. So I would encourage you in this aspect, you know what I'm saying? Loving God, being a Christian is cool. So how you want to do this is connect with other people that love God. You know what I'm saying? Uh, connect with people that, that believe what you believe. Uh, make sure you're in, in an environment where it's conducive to um, your imperfections, where you're not going to be judged, but there can be correction brought with love. You know what I mean? Um, also, just find you an element in, a, in an environment where you can be yourself without feeling like you have to change, but allow God to change. You don't let people's comments or thoughts about you to uh, change you. Um, other than that, I think that, um, I don't know if Tavia have any type of social media or anything tied to this, but I would highly suggest connecting with her, connecting with any other ladies, if they have any social medias or anything like that. I, I believe in them. I believe the God in them. And like I said, it's okay to be cool and loving God. Like I said, we, we lit off God. I'm lit off God. And like I said, I'm an imperfect man, but God still thinks I'm worth it. And, and I, I, I bank on that. You know what I mean? Um, so that'd be my biggest message to, to the millennials out there. Continue to do you, be you, um, but be you within the limits of God and, and let God change you and let God um, evolve you and develop you. Um, but if you have and before you and before you pray, because you said social media, I remember if everybody can just tell them, tell the uh, people your social media and where they can find you at. Sure, you can Natasha, find you at um, you can find me at Nata Renee at N A T A underscore R E N E E on Instagram. Okay. 
Angelica. Um, on on Instagram and on Facebook, it's Angelica A W Williams. Um, and I have my own website, awministriesglobal.com. You'll see all things Angelica and all things, you know, what I'm doing and have going on. <laughs> and Chris? Um, for me on Instagram, I'm from Florida. So I got to show you how real creative I am. And I play the bass guitar. I'm a musician. So my Instagram name is FL, like Florida, the acronym for Florida, and then based B-A-S-S-E-D. 904 because I have to represent Duval County. So for the people that's a little slow that was growing up on a slow bus, I'm going to give it to y'all one more time. It's F-L-B-A-S-S-E-D-904. No saying. Y'all, one thing about me, I like to have fun. Um, so hopefully my jokes, y'all, they rub y'all the wrong way. But I just love God. God is funny, right? And uh, on Facebook, you can uh, look me up as well. Christopher Robinson. Um, and yeah, I have a movement as well called We Let Off God. So if you put it on Facebook, We Let Off God, we're going to pop up my group we stay lit we always having fun so um connect with me and that's all i have to say but thank you Tavia, again thank you natasha and angelica i really enjoyed the stage with you guys today thank you uh all right chris you can pray us out no problem heavenly father thank you for this beautiful and amazing day heavenly father i thank you for life health and strength father god thank you for the message god that was put out by myself Tavia, Natasha, Angelica, Heavenly Father, I ask that uh, anybody that's going to be watching this, God, in the near future, Heavenly Father, that it will be changed, God, that it will be set free, God, that it will be uh, just renewed, God, by their mind, God, because they will see the, the spirit, God, that was in this in this talk show, Father, God, they will see the spirit, that God, that was in this interview, Heavenly Father, and God, that they will see the light, Heavenly Father, as right now, God, that no weapon formed against them will not and shall not prosper, Heavenly Father, God, that wherever they feet tread, God, that it will be blessed, Heavenly Father, I ask right now, God, that you allow them to connect with the great ministry, uh, fellow believers heavenly father that will help them to develop into the man of god and the woman of god god that you have designed for them to be ask right now god that they will fully walk into their purpose father god that they will walk into their identity father god and that ultimately god that they will birth out the destiny god that you've imparted in them heavenly father ask right now god that any uh thing god that's trying to uh conform them god or destroy them or kill them god or just uh take them away from you heavenly father god that we bind it up and send it back to the pits of hell from which it came heavenly father god i decree and i declare right now god that i will stand the god for every brother every sister father god god that they will look like you, God, that they will talk like you, Heavenly Father, God, and that, that God, that you will just come into their hearts, Father God, and that you will mold into them, God, the, the person that you want them to be. Father God, I ask God that you allow them to be effective, God, in their ministry, Heavenly Father, God, that you allow us, God, to be effective, God, in our mentorship, Father God, and to our, um, our preaching and, and to our encouragement, our encouragement, Heavenly Father. As right now, God, that you will keep us covered, God, from the crown of our heads to the sole of our feet, God, that we will just continue to uh, push out the word and push out the message, Father God, that your uh, word will get all the glory. Glory, God, and that it will get all the recognition, God, and that we will, that you will remove our flesh, God, and enhance our spirit. And last but not least, Heavenly Father, I ask that you will continue to expand and expose, Heavenly Father, everything, God, that's God-like, God, everything that's connected to you, God, everything that's conducive to your plan, your purpose, your will, Father God, that you will expand it. And Father God, everything that is not like you, every relationship, God, every uh, ministry, God, and anything, God, that's not conducive to your will, Heavenly Father, we ask, God, that you will expose it from the root, God, and that you will terminate it, Heavenly Father. And God, that you will give us the uh, uh, the spirit and the boldness, God, to be able to uh, utilize spiritual uh, maintenance over our, our garden, Heavenly Father, because we understand that 
Uh, we are a seed, and it takes water, sunlight, and air to grow, which is the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So, Heavenly Father, God, give us the, uh, the boldness, God, to be able to use that spiritual hold, that spiritual fertilizer, God, to be able to maintain the seed, God, so that it can grow, break the surface, surface, God, and give us our spiritual harvest, God, that we waited so long for. And as I give you all the glory and all the praise, God, I love you and I appreciate you. And uh, uh, watch over my sister Tavia, Angelica, and Natasha, God, that they will continue to just be mighty uh, women of uh, valor, God, mighty women of elegance, God, and that they will just walk, God, with a prissiness, God, and the spirit of excellence and i give you all the glory and all the praise in jesus name amen amen amen, amen. awesome awesome all right thank you friends for joining us on tonight tonight was awesome i want to thank all my co-hosts on tonight you guys killed it on tonight so thank you uh we'll have all the descriptions down from all the the guest co-hosts so you can follow them see what they're up to and see what they're doing and we love you all and good night Good night. Mate. I got to bring correction. Yes. I got to bring this to pray for boldness. Yes. The church is being shaken right now. The church is blinded. The My church Lord. has literally left Amen. God and don't even know yes. it. Rise up, God's people. 